0: Everybody. I'm here with your next chapter of Island of the Blue Dolphins. We will be finishing the book at the end of this week. Um, last time, last week when we read, um, it was actually really sad, Rantu died, um, just of old age. He um, had been with Karana for a long time and he um, just passed away one day, which obviously made Karana very sad. So, here is chapter 26 of Island of the Blue Dolphins. That winter, I did not go to the reef at all. I ate the things I had stored and left the house only to get water at the spring. It was a winter of strong winds and rain and wild seas that crashed against the cliffs, so I would not have gone out much even if Rontu had been there. During that time, I made four snares from notched branches. In the summer once, when I was on my way to the place where the sea elephants lived, I had seen a young dog that looked like Rontu. He was running with one of the packs of wild dogs, and though I only caught a glimpse of him, I was sure he was Rontu's son. He was larger than the other dogs and had heavier fur and yellow eyes, and he ran with a graceful stride like Rontu's. In the spring, I planned to catch him with the snares I was making. The wild dogs came to the headlands often during the winter, now that Rontu was gone, and when the worst of the storms was over, I set out the snares outside the fence and baited them with fish. I caught several of the dogs the first time, but not the one with the yellow eyes, and since I was afraid to handle them, I was forced to let them free. I made more snares and set these again, but while the wild dogs came close, they would not touch the fish. I did catch a little red fox, which bit me when I took her out of the snare, Yet, she soon got over her wildness and would follow me around the yard begging for abalone. She was very much of a thief. When I was away from the house, she always found some way to get into the food, no matter how well I hid it, so I had to let her go back to the ravine. Often, though, she would come at night and scratch at the fence for food. I could not catch the young dog with a snare, and I was about to give up trying when I thought of the tulatch weed, which we sometimes use to catch fish in the tide pools. It's not really a poison, but if you put it in the water, the fish would turn over on their backs and float. I remembered this weed and dug up some where it grew on the far side of the island. I broke it up into small pieces, which I dropped into the spring where the wild dogs drink. Excuse me. I waited all day and at dusk, the pack came down to the spring. They drank their fill of water, but nothing happened to them or not much. They frisked around for a while, and as I watched them from the brush, they trotted away. Then I remembered the Zukchal, which some of the men of our tribe use and is made of ground up seashells and wild tobacco. I made a big bowl of this, mixing it with water and put it in the spring. I hid in the brush and waited. The dogs came at dusk. They sniffed the water and backed off and looked at each other, but at last began to drink. Soon afterwards, they began to walk around in circles. Suddenly, they all lay down and went to sleep. There were nine of them lying there by the spring, and in the dim light, it was hard to tell which one I wanted to take home, but I finally found him. He was snoring just as if he'd eaten a big meal. I picked him up and hurried along the cliff, being frightened all the way that he would wake up before I reached the headland. I pulled him through the opening under the fence and tied him to it with a throng and left food beside him to eat and some fresh water. Before long, he was on his feet, gnawing through the thong. He howled and ran around the yard while I cooked supper. All night he howled. But at dawn, when I went out of the house, he was asleep. While he lay there by the fence sleeping, I thought of different names for him, trying first one and then another, saying them over to myself. At last, because he looked so much like his father, I called him Rontu Aru, which means son of Rontu. In a short time, he made friends with me. He was not so large as Rontu, but he had his father's thick coat and the same yellow eyes. Often when I watched him chasing gulls on the sand spit or bar- reef barking at the otter, I forgot that he was not Rontu. We had many happy times that summer, fishing and going to tall rock in our canoe, but more and more now, I thought of Tutok and my sister Ulap. Sometimes I would hear their voices in the wind and often when I was on the sea, in the waves that lapped softly against the canoe. And that's it for chapter 26. Like I said, there are only 30 chapters in this book, so we will be done on Friday. Hope you enjoyed!